I loved the Los Angeles Kings purple and gold jerseys that were done to copy the Lakers jerseys. What? I did love them. No way. Yep. No, you did not. I did. You're lying. Nope. You're listening to Unscripted with Mike and Chris, brutally honest sports talk. And now, here is Mike Jansen. Hello. (laughs) I have no other way to start today. Uh, Hello. Um, Welcome to this uh, 509th episode of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. We are here. Hope everything is well or as as well as it can be under these circumstances, wherever you may be listening to this edition of our little program today. Episode 509 is going to be a special one, we think. Um, We have probably overanalyzed to the nth degree and thought way too deeply on this, certainly to the nth degree as to Originally, this was going to be our top 10. It's now enlarged to a top 25, but we are going to go through our choices. We don't like anybody else's choices or ESPN's choices, but we have our own individual choices as to our favorite jerseys from the wonderful and wacky world of sports. And we've both done it a little bit different. Um, I took, as you know, we always seemingly or i know we always stick to pretty much the core four of the what i call the big four professional sports football basketball baseball and the national hockey league and uh, i've taken and remember work with me on the math here because i will never be and will never be confused as a math major but i have four nfl choices four baseball choices four basketball choices four hockey choices then i have four more choices of just university or mix mash of of whatever I I have an Olympic representative on this list and then I have a top five of all time that's how I got to 25 Chris did it a different way we're not looking here at format we're looking here at a number and um, I think this is going to be a lot of fun I think Chris has been chomping at the bit to do this since about Friday he's been working on his list since I don't know when I started Friday afternoon and just finalized mine this morning because I had about four or five different pieces of paper going on, and it looks like the battlefield or the battle plans at, uh, oh, who's that guy that famously died, uh, Running Bull or something? I can't sitting remember. Bull. Sitting Bull, Running Bull, Sitting Bull, Dying Bull, became Dead Bull. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I don't know. This was something that, again, I say we probably both overanalyzed to the nth degree, but that's the way we are. And uh, we aren't going to apologize for that in no way, shape, or form. So let's get started with this. Um, we've decided that I will take one of my list. Chris will take one off of his. And, and slowly but surely, we'll get through our 25 names, our 25 different jerseys. I think right off the bat, before we get started, Chris will Chris's will be much more outside the box than mine. But mine shows that, I just said to Chris, that I am the world's biggest homer. I have stayed with a lot of these teams because of the way they are, the way they're run, but obviously a lot of it has to do with the jerseys that they wear. And um, you will see that. This will be reflective in my list, so let's get this party started on this 509th episode of Unscripted. We'll start with me in the National Football League. My first favorite jersey from my category of the National Football League. Again, I have four from each of the big fours. I This is hard for me to say, but I'll start. The Minnesota Vikings home purple jerseys. I don't like the purple pants. They look like 
you know, grapes out there when they wear their purple pants. But I do like the Vikings home purple jerseys uh, because of the, with the accent of the yellow. And uh, I, I do like the Minnesota Vikings home purple jerseys, but not the purple pants. I really like the helmets that the Vikings got a few years ago, way better than their old ones, where they have that different yeah, purple. Yeah, again, the... I, again, we 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 had kind of said that. We oh, oh no, we're not. I'm yeah. ju- I just wanted to make that comment yeah. is that I just I yeah. really do like. How and they as, you know, the that's very difficult for me because I hate the Vikings more than the Bears, but I do like because my favorite color, as we determined on the last five oh eight of Unscripter five oh seven, that purple is my favorite color, which it is, and I uh, hate the team. Hate the ownership, hate the city, hate the state, but love the Vikings home purple jersey. I knew you'd have them on there somewhere. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, they're purple and everything. So, right. And just, I just briefly wanted to say before we do the list uh, in its entirety, I, I was looking at so many lists, as I'm sure you were. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure you were. And how boring are most of them? Yeah. Like, like you couldn't, like if I tried to, as a joke, make a list of the best sports jerseys and I my goal was to be secretly boring, yeah. it would have looked exactly like all the lists I read. For sure. I couldn't agree more. It was like, it's and they and there'd be lists where they'd say, here's some of the best and here's some of the worst. And the worst would be like, oh, this team tried to put some color in their jersey. Ha ha. But you know, you know, when I started to make a little bit of progress was when I stopped looking at all those stupid lists and just went from my head. That was part of it for me. And somebody, I looked up when people put the worst jerseys. Oh. And I would find good ones there that I like. Because right. I'm like, because these people, it's all about, for some of them, just are they classic? Did the team win a lot? That's what makes the jersey pretty. That wasn't what this exercise was I, about. I know, exactly. Well, for you and I. Yeah, I, yeah. exactly. But yeah. but even, and I think these people are just boring in general. Like they'd have, I saw one list, two of its top whatever jerseys were the Reds and the Red Sox. And I mean... Okay, so it's white with some red. And and even if you like one of them, do you need to put both at the very top of your list? Like, I don't know. It was just, it was really strange to me. So I clearly have a different taste than most people. I don't care if things are classic or not. I just want to see the colors I like and designs I like right. and, and all that. So uh, instead of doing an honorable mention or anything, I just put a tie at number 25. Uh, I really like the Texas Longhorns and their burnt orange with oh, the white. I, they almost made my special category. Yeah, that's just beautiful. Burnt orange and white. And you will see some very recurring colors in my list. But Texas Longhorns, beautiful. Uh, and tied with the team that uh, has the greatest team name in pro sports. I've felt this way for the last 25 years. I'm, of course, talking about the Orlando Solar Bears. If you can find <laughs> a better name in sports, I want to hear it because it's going to be a tough uphill battle. But yep. not only have they had a couple of great logos, I originally liked it because the original logo when they were back in the IHL had the had this kind of neat sunset in the background, and now they don't really have that. But they've they've always used kind of like an orange and purple scheme. And besides having a great name and great logos, they have really cool jerseys. They've had some amazing uh, one-time jerseys. They're just a really cool franchise, and I'm a big fan. And I'm sure that uh, people listening to this episode, as well as you and I, potentially, will want to listen again and maybe Google things as we go. Oh, for sure. You know, if you see anything I don't know, then I'll definitely want to look it up for sure. Um, I have a better... I already have a better uh, team nickname. What's that? University of California Davis Banana Peels. <laughs> it doesn't beat solar bears for me, but uh, but that's, that's a real thing. Yes, why are, sir. Why are they called that? I have no idea. That's horrible. I have no idea. <laughs> like, jerseys, mine. I'm taking one from my pool from the Major League Baseball jerseys, and I have a Major League Baseball jersey on today, actually, but this is not the one. My first or fourth runner-up, in Major League Baseball, I like the San Francisco Giants' homes white, home white jerseys. Uh, 
It's classic. It's simple, but it's got giants. It's stood the te- test of time. It's been with them through New York. It's been with them all the years since 1958 in San Francisco. And I don't know. I, I am a traditionalist. I figured through this, I figured out I really am a traditionalist. And I've always enjoyed the San Francisco Giants baseball team, their home white jerseys. They, again, they have stayed classic. They have stayed uh, with the with the Giants across with the orange. Um, it's not a brilliant white jersey. It's kind of an off-white, but uh, I have always been a fan. And maybe because of some of the uh, Hall of Fame players that have been associated with the San Francisco Giants, but I I would put a vote in for the San Francisco Giants home white uniforms. I, I like that too because those are my types of colors, the white with the black and the orange. Yep. And actually, ironically, at number 11, when we get to it, it is also a team that used to play in New York State and moved to the state of California and has that same color scheme, white jerseys with some orange and some black. So we will get to that. It's a little obscure maybe, but you know it. I know if you think about it. Um, and it, I'm talking like more of their early 70s ones more than what they have now. Got but it. A- anyway, uh, at number 24, because I'm just going 25 yeah, down to yeah, one for mine. Yeah, yeah. At number 24, I had to do another tie. And it's because of the effect that this jersey has. It's basically the same thing. So I went with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, tied with the New Zealand All Blacks. I know you're not a fan of rugby, but you no. may have heard of the All Blacks. Oh, for sure I have. Absolutely, yes. I've heard of the All Blacks. Yes, so absolutely. obviously just an absolutely legendary franchise. The combination of that jersey of just All Black with, you know, they come out and do the war dance and everything, like they're all about intimidation, and mm-hmm. it just wouldn't work with a colorful jersey. It's They're just black, and they're badass, and they come right at you, and they'll just do anything to intimidate Kinda you. Kind of like the New York Yankees. Yeah, sort of, yeah. And, and, uh, and then the Brooklyn Nets, same thing. If you would have just moved them from that boring, nondescript New Jersey Nets jerseys, and you just take it to Brooklyn, you have Jay-Z owning the team, and it just wouldn't have worked. It would have looked stupid as far as I'm concerned. So really brilliant move to change to the uh, black and white scheme there. So uh, that's my number 24 there. National Hockey League, from my pool of four teams, um, again, we'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you and thank you for joining us on this 509th episode, our Jersey episode of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. Uh, my candidate in the National Hockey League. Um, this one, I kind of, I don't know, I, I kind of uh, hemmed and hawed about this one, but I ultimately put it on the list. I do like the Nashville Predators' current gold alternate jerseys. They're a big improvement over They're what they had before. They're big improvement what Huge. they had before. Huge. Um, I think the only reason I know that the Nashville Predators are a National Hockey League franchise is because Brett Wilson owns a part of them mm-hmm. and these yellow gold alternate jerseys. I mean, that's really it. I don't know. I don't know. Besides their goaltender, I don't know many players. I used to know Shea, Shea Weber, but he's now in Montreal, of course. And P.K. Subban is doing Lindsey Vaughn somewhere. And I don't know where he is. I think New Jersey, but yeah. who cares? Um, the only thing current to me in regard to the Nashville Predators are their current gold alternate jerseys. I really like them. Yeah, because you know, yellow is my second favorite color. A lot of people don't know that. It's actually quite close to orange. But their original mustard puke jerseys are just horrible, the Predators. They, oh, yeah. They're horrible. And they've made such an improvement there. Okay, at number 23, I decided to include some soccer. I had to. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, you went a, well outside oh, the parameters. Oh, we're just getting taste started here, with uh, <laughs> going outside the box here. But at number 23, I chose Real Madrid's white and gold. They've got a really nice white jersey with just some nice, really regal gold accents. It's really nice. And so I wanted to go with that one. 
Okay, uh, my first foray into the NBA, um, number four in my uh, in my uh, NBA list. This was um, purely from the years I lived in San Antonio. No bias there. Um, the San Antonio Spurs have an alternate silver jersey with a spur on the front that I like mm. a lot. Mm. And though it's a little devoid of color, I do like the silver. I mean, it's something that you mm-hmm. don't see a lot of. Um, and I've always enjoyed that. Uh, there was, it had a San Antonio spur to my recollection. It had a, the spur and then they had the player number and it was just gray and, uh, they didn't use it a lot. Uh, but I do remember they introduced this during the years when, uh, they had the great Tim Duncan and, uh, Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker and all those great teams that were winning five championships. And I did really like that alternate silver Jersey, uh, of the San Antonio Spurs. Mm. Well, I also actually, you'll see a lot, a lot of mine have, um, or are, you know, alternate jerseys, special edition jerseys or one-time use or something like that. A lot of those are pretty cool. So in that vein, let's go to number 22. And you've already had a purple Minnesota team. And this is not a team that is typically purple, but I am going with at number 22, the Minnesota Timberwolves purple rain jerseys that they wore after Prince died. Oh, I never, I don't recall those. No, they're, I mean, I knew that they were out there. I just, you know, yeah, Timberwolves are kind of nondescript. Yeah, I bet you, yeah, from Wisconsin, of course. But yeah, they were pretty cool, and I thought they deserved a mention. They were they were pretty unique, and they were very well received by the Timberwolves fans. And so I thought that was just a neat thing that they did there. Okay, uh, round two in my uh, big four: football, baseball, basketball, and National Hockey League. Uh, I've got another representative of the National Football League. Um, Greg, our buddy Greg will like this. I still to this day think very highly of the Los Angeles Rams home blue and gold jerseys back in the eighties when, uh, Eric Dickerson was running for 2,105 yards and, and, uh, Dieter Brock was the quarterback. Uh, people may not know he came from the Winnipeg blue bombers of the CFL, but, uh, the LA Rams home blue and gold jerseys in the 1980s. Uh, make my list. I really enjoyed those uniforms. And if they were going to bring back uniforms again, I wish the Rams would go back to something like that. Instead of what they currently have, it's a cheap knockoff. I like when they had it back in the 80s when they used to play at Anaheim Stadium out in Anaheim, which is now known as Angel Stadium. But uh, the years with Dickerson and Brock and Jack Youngblood and those great LA Rams teams of the 80s, they get my vote here. Okay, I'm going to go to the world of international hockey for my number 21. And the 2016 World Hockey Championship was the most unique division of teams, shall we say, that there's ever been, I think, in any sport. They, you had Team Europe, which was just a collection of all the non-hockey superpower teams kind of banded together and had Ralph Kruger as the coach. That was so random. And then for what they did so that Canada and U.S. weren't as stacked, they did Team North America, which was just guys from Canada or the U.S. who are 23 and under. So, oh. so it was weird. So you had Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews not playing for Canada or the U.S. You had them on Team North America. And I love those Team North America jerseys, especially the black with the weird Team North America logo and kind of the orange. And it was a really, really cool look. So Team North America from the 2016 World Hockey Championships. Excellent. Um, next on my list, we go to Major League Baseball. And I do have this, I do have this jersey on right now. I got this jersey at Dodger training camp 
in Vero Beach, Florida, a hundred years ago, and have kept it all these years. And surprisingly, it still fits. Um, this is an LA Dodgers home whites jerseys. Uh, yes, I know. I keep saying I like color, and I do. And I don't have any more after this. But I do like the LA Dodgers home white jerseys. It's a classic in any era. And uh, this makes my list for one of my four representatives of Major League Baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers classy home white jerseys. Well, like I say, I only have uh, two baseball representatives on my entire list out of about uh, 30 jerseys, including ties. But um, yeah, no, you know what? When you wear that, like it's very classic and it does look nice. So I can see why people would like it for sure. At number 20, I'm going to the world of cycling. Oh yeah, and I'm going to the Monkey King team, <laughs> and uh, you got to see these things. Uh, I, I think what I might do, maybe I'll go on our Patreon page at Patreon.com/slash/UnscriptedMC and put up our lists and put pictures to go with it, and people can see. Maybe oh, that's I'm, a great idea. I might try and see if I can pull that off. And so, yeah, it's this, it's this like biking tunic, and it's like it's almost like Pittsburgh Steelers, kind of like it's like bright yellow with black and Whoa. then has a bunch of skulls on it and stuff and it's it's pretty badass so yeah it's neat that sounds really good yeah. um let's go to my next nominee is the national hockey league and i really like this jersey the st louis blues last season wore a jersey that their marketing gurus named from worst to first and it was a cool blue jersey with the treble is that a treble cleft i'm not sure uh well no it's just an it's just a note uh, just a note okay yeah a cool blue with a note on the front, which I really enjoyed. They wore it uh, pretty much all of last year, and uh, they even gave it a name, again, from worst to first. But uh, for some reason, again, it's the blue thing. Um, but I, I just liked its simplicity, but I liked the colors involved with the light blue, and then they had some nice with the uh, yellow around the arms and around the uh, the logo itself. So the St. Louis Blues jersey from last season makes my list for one of my representatives of the National Hockey League. Okay, at number 19, we're going to the CHL. We're going to the Colorado Eagles. We're going to go with their away jerseys from the 05-06 season where they were really black, and they almost had, like, on the bottom of the jersey, it looks like an eagle kind of came down and and clawed a purple sort of claw marks onto the bottom, and it was pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Colorado Eagles. I've got some obscure ones like that, but if you look them up, it's worth your while, and, I'll again, I'll try and put that on a Patreon post here for us. Okay, uh, ending up with my number round number two, if you will, um, from the NBA. Now, I really show my Homer colors here. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks back in the 80s had a forest green jersey, and uh, they had Bucks emblazoned on the front in red, which was cool, and then the number. But down the sides, which was really cool for me, they had a multitude of colors on both sides, going from basically the armpit down to the, the, to the waist. And uh, there were some very good Milwaukee Bucks teams in the early un- in the early 1980s under Don Nelson, with guys like Marcus Johnson, Sidney Moncrief, uh, Bob Lanier. They could never. They always won 55 to 60 games, but they could never get past those great Boston Celtics teams of Larry Bird and Parrish and McHale, and those 76er teams of Dr. J and Moses Malone and uh, Andrew Tony, and you know all the players, but. Uh, Yes, I'm a homer, but that jersey really was, uh, I thought, quite cool. In fact, our high school, because I was in high school back then, our high school went, now we were the Tigers, so we were black and orange, but we went with something very similar to that 
with the colors down the side, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, we at in my Yorkton Regional High School, the Raider Gritters team, we were actually always orange. Orange is our school color as well, just a coincidence that it's my favorite, so that was neat too. But uh, speaking of homers, you know that I'm going to include the Edmonton Oilers on my list at some point. Surprised we haven't heard from it already. Yeah, and here we are at number 18, and I wanted to single out two of their jerseys. One is their current home orange jersey that I really like. Where yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, light, a lot brighter orange than three years ago when they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Much, much nicer now. And the other one is this charity one. It's really hard to see. They never wore it in a game, but it's to me what the Oilers should look like. Instead of blue, it's black. To me, oil is black, right? And so it has this real sort of part of it was black and part of it was kind of like charcoal Mm -hmm. and it had just these orange accents. It looked like you had been working on your car or something (laughs) while you were doing it. And uh, it to me, it's like Oilers. If you don't had never heard of the Oilers, that's what you would think the team would look like. And they're fantastic. And I'm kicking myself that I never bought one of those jerseys when they were available. Limited edition, never worn in a game to my knowledge. But yeah, they were just spectacular. Well, you know, as we go through this, uh, our lists here of our favorite jerseys, and again, we say thank you and welcome you to us or welcome to you I should say for our here in our 509th episode um I forgot about my other favorites I was going through the top four and forgot about my other five my other four so I got to catch up a little bit here uh from my other favorites category this this category included some college teams um I really enjoyed even though I hate this school I hate what they believe in um I hate their just pretty much everything about them. The only good thing about this university is that Mike Tirico, I think, is one of the best broadcasters in all of sports, happens to call Ann Arbor, Michigan home. That's the best part about Ann Arbor, Michigan, I think. No, it isn't because Harbaugh lives there, no. Um, but I really enjoyed the University of Michigan's iconic gold jerseys that was worn by the Fab Five players in the early 1990s under Steve Fisher. You know the Fab Five, Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, yada, yada, yada. I really enjoyed those iconic gold jerseys, and that was the first jerseys. Now, I know we're not, you know, we're not talking about pants or whatever, but that was the first incarnation, if you will, of those baggy pants. Mm. And that was what made them so iconic. Was Remember, up until that time, they were, basketball players were basically wearing those little, you know, tidy whities Mm -hmm. And uh, the University of Michigan and uh, their association with Nike brought them the baggy pants and then obviously the black Nike shoes and black Nike socks. But this is about the jerseys, and I liked those iconic gold jerseys worn by the Fab Five back in the early 90s. Oh, nice choice. Okay, sounds good. Uh, At number 17, we're going back to the CHL, and I'm going to go with the Quad City Mallards. Oh, my God. How do you like that? From the Quad Cities in the Illinois and Iowa Iowa, area there. That's right. Right? And so uh, we're going with their 2010-2011 home jerseys. They're white, but they've got a bunch of colors. Like on the arm, there's a bunch of different colors, like teal and orange and some others making a a bunch of stripes next to each other. And I just really like that. Again, I appreciate the color. Yeah. And I just really like when jerseys do that. And I don't like when they're... I mean, sometimes you get a really overly simple one that just works, but... I don't like this whole thing where anyone who tries anything with color, oh, the jersey's automatically ugly. Like these lists online are just unbelievably terrible. I can't get over it. 
well, they're going for the organization or the school. They're not going for the. What they're not going mean? for the jersey. That's, it's such a bizarre list. Well, no, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't don't you agree with that? I mean, they're going for the uni- They're well, going agree, for the school. I agree, with or, you're, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I don't agree with them doing it that way. No, I agree. No, I totally. Yeah. Um, catching up with my category of other favorites. Um, now, I was listening the other day on my walk, um, 18,000 steps. Um, yeah, yesterday. no wonder your jersey still fits. Yeah, 18,000 steps, eight clicks. But my partner and friend here uh, made it quite clear that he is not a fan of the baby blue, but I alternatively am a big fan of the Carolina blue. And this is coincidentally because we've been all, a lot of talk the last couple of weeks of Michael Jordan because of the the, uh, Last Dance docuseries on ESPN that, of course, I'm still pissed off that we didn't get to see here in Canada. But the North Carolina men's basketball program's Carolina Blue away jerseys, I think, are sweet. I, mm-hmm. I just really, they're out of the they're out of the norm. Um, you know, a lot of colleges are you know basic different colors, but I always enjoyed the North Carolina men's basketball away jerseys. The baby they call them Carolina Blue, and I always always enjoyed those Carolina men's basketball away jerseys. I really did. And like I said to you off air, it, the weird thing for me is just I never hear men say they like baby blue ever no, until get, until sports are involved. And then right. Chargers or Carolina or like anyone just all of a sudden men just love baby blues. I own a Chargers baby blue jersey. Like, yep. I don't hate it, but it's it's never going to be my favorite. You don't know how badly I wanted to put the Quebec Nordiques on this list. And I couldn't do it. And I just the only thing worse for me than baby blue is baby blue with red. Like, I just... Right, I just it turns me off so much. But I mean, love the franchise, and if the Quebec Nordiques, well, I'm sure the Quebec Nordiques will come back. And when they do, I hope they wear those exact jerseys. And I can't fault anyone for loving those jerseys. I can't. They're classic, and they absolutely need to bring that back. But it's just, it's just not for me aesthetically. For sure. It just fine. turns me off. On four, and I, I wish it didn't, but it just does. But at number sixteen, I've got right up my own alley. I've got the Cincinnati Bengals, and I just, I love, I know, and I'm not even giving them extra credit for the for the stripes on the helmet, which is awesome. But I, I love the orange. Almost no matter what they do, I love when they go with a white jersey. I love when they have a black jersey. I love when they have an orange jersey. They all look great. And I, I'm a, just a, I'm just a big fan. Then they'll put the little stripe, the tiger stripe accents in little places. And I just think it's awesome. And I, I grew up, if I had to pick a team that I cheered for growing up in the NFL, it was the Bengals just because of the uniforms. And I just thought they were great. Okay, um, let's go back now. Um, now that I've caught up, we'll go back and take a look at my last two choices um, in the big four sports. And of course, I want to make sure I don't forget this time my other favorites category. But we'll go back to the National Football League. And um, this might seem silly and stupid and, and whatever, but you know what? I really enjoy this jersey. And this is the San Francisco 49ers red home jerseys of the 80s. And maybe it's because we saw them all the time on television, um, Montana to Rice and Lott and Charles Haley, and the list goes on and on, and coached by Bill Walsh. But those iconic San Francisco 49ers jerseys in the red when they were winning in the 80s, then they tried to change them there in the 90s, and they brought in white pants, and that looked like shit to me. And then somebody got smart. They went back to the 49ers red home jerseys in the 80s, and and uh, um, I hate the – well, I don't hate the 49ers. I respect the 49ers. They kicked the crap out of the Packers. Give them credit for that. But their uh, red home jerseys in the 80s, I thought, were 
were uh, quite stylish, and I liked them, and they made my list. All right. Well, at number 15, I'm going outside the box again, going to a sport you might not think about right away, and we're going to surfing. (laughs) We're going to the WSL, the World Surf League. So they got a hot Speedo or what? No. So what they did is, well, they all wear wear tops when they're uh, competitively surfing. So what they did, though, I thought this was such a neat idea. So there's this... uh, plant life essentially corals that are called fluorescent corals and they take in light and they and they admit a different light like they're a really neat thing and they were endangered so obviously you're surfing you're pretty connected to the ocean so they did this fundraiser where they uh, they combined with this company and they made these jerseys to simulate the fluorescent corals and they would have that kind of really cool like color type mm. stuff and they were just really really cool looking and i just thought that was really neat to just go all the way with color and and do something like that i thought that was really neat major league baseball is where i'm going next and i'm bringing out my homer roots again as uh, i really and obviously i saw this team play a lot of baseball a lot of summers in my youth and uh, <laughs> 100 years ago uh, but I really enjoyed, in the 1980s, the Milwaukee Brewers under manager George Bamberger. They kind of had a revival of Milwaukee baseball. And the Brewers away baby blue jerseys with the word Milwaukee emblazoned across the front. I always like that when the away, or the visiting jerseys have the the city of the team on them instead of the, the, the team nickname. I like the city when they go into a different uh, arena or stadium. And but these Brewer blue jerseys were iconic. Um, you can still get them today. They don't obviously utilize them anymore. But I really like the Brewers away baby blue jerseys with the word Milwaukee across the front in the '80s. What's your thought on dark versus light home? Because I just for me, white looks like a home jersey and dark looks like away. And I know football, as long as I've been alive, has always been darks at home and whites Unless on you're the, the road. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, that's a different thing. Um, when I was growing up, the NHL, white was home, but Correct. Not, now it's reversed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Baseball has always been my whole life, whites at home. Correct. And then what's the other one? Basketball is I pretty always, much always been whites I at home. I always have felt probably different than, um, obviously, the professional sports leagues, but I always thought dark should be at home and white should be away. Why is that? Um, we did it that way in high school and, uh, that's as far really as my athletic career went. Um, and, uh, I just thought color at home, uh, your school colors, whatever. Uh, I just always was of the feeling and I don't really have a reason, but my thought and my belief and my, my wish was that teams would wear the colored jerseys at home and the white on the road or gray on the road or whatever. That's just my personal thing. I can, I can see that. It's just, I mean, I grew up with, yeah, with, with whites at home, and it just seems weird how they changed that. But anyway, uh, okay, at number 14, this is the last time I'm going back to the CHL, but I'm getting out the Arizona Sundogs jerseys from 06-07, their away jerseys. What was really cool about them was they were black, but they would have orange all the way up the sides and sort of under the arms right, right and i just thought that was such a cool look i've never seen any other jersey that i can think of do that with any colors where you just have the black and then you have the kind of the under color i thought that was really neat um i'm continuing along on my list in the national hockey league and um i think that this is the one this may be the jersey that you were thinking of when we talked about it last week and we both said to keep our mouths 1996? shut. 1996 1996 okay I love the Florida Panthers. 
original red sweaters with the logo of the Panther on the front. Oh, okay, that's not what I was that's talking not, about. That's not, okay. No. But I love that jersey. I'll never forget that jersey. Um, the thing that I remember about the Florida Panthers organization from top to bottom, besides why the hell they retired the number of uh, Roberto Luongo, <laughs> but uh, I remember this like it was yesterday in regard to this sweater and, the, and uh, John Van Beesbrook wearing it when he led them to the mm-hmm. Stanley Cup Finals. They really haven't done squat since then, but that jersey to me was really iconic. I loved the red, but I, I just thought it was so cool as this new team, this new entity in the National Hockey League from South Florida of all places, and they, to me, really hit a home run in regard to that first jersey in Panthers history with the Panther literally on the front of the jersey, and I really or the sweater, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I really enjoyed that Florida Panthers original red sweater. Nice. Okay. Yeah, my 1996 one is my number two on the whole list. Okay. So it's really high up there. Good. So Good. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. Where am I at here? Number 13, I have one of only two baseball entries on my entire list, and I am going with a jersey that with these boring people, these lists I read, it seems to make their worst jerseys, if anything. But at number 13, I am going with the original Tampa Bay Devil Rays jerseys, I loved, oh. I loved how they had the yellow and the, like the color faded throughout, and it just seemed to suit Florida so well. They had the picture of the Devil Ray, not the Rays, but the Devil Rays, which to me is a way better team name, more intimidating, sounds better. I know Tampa Bay Rays, it rhymes, whatever, but Tampa Bay Devil Rays is way better. And I loved how they had that. The gray was okay. The white with that logo just looked great. The name was better. The Devil Ray on the front was better, and I really liked those. NBA is where I'm going next, Next, I should say, and uh, this team has been floundering since 1973. They have no leadership at the top. We've talked about the lack of that leadership forever and ever, amen, so I won't get into that. But the New York Knicks' iconic road jerseys from the 70s and 80s with New York across the front with the dark blue and the uh, New York emblazoned in orange with the orange around the, the arms, it's an iconic jersey. It's it's when I think of the New York Knicks, I think of Willis Reed and I think of uh, Walt Frazier, Clyde Frazier and Earl Monroe and those teams that won championships in 71 and 73 and haven't won shit since. But those jerseys back at that time, they are iconic. And that's what I think of besides laughing at James Dolan. That's what I think of in regard to the New York Knicks. When I think of the, of the New York Knicks, I think of Patrick Ewing, who just got COVID-19, Yeah, if you remember. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, have you heard that? So, yeah, but anyway, so he was just on The Last Dance, too. It's funny we're watching the part where he's on. Uh, so Martina and I have watched uh, the first eight episodes of The Ten on Netflix, and it is, it's really wonderful. She's loving it. I'm loving it. It's just a, it's, it's really special. I got to get Olivia to get me Netflix so I can watch it. Oh man. It's just, it's, um, they just, episode eight, they just did where, um, you know, his father's murdered and Michael Jordan, and then his, uh, and then he wins the, his fourth title on Father's Day. And it's just so emotional. And it's, yeah, it was pretty rough. Uh, but yeah, amazing series. It's, it's really, really well done. It's amazing done. how everybody's coming out of the closet now. Pippin's pissed off. Horace Grant's pissed off. It's like, oh, screw oh, you. Oh, whatever. Yeah, screw the, you. Yeah, you guys are, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan. The truth robust. hurts. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Okay, so for me, I'm at number 12 here, and I'm going with a team I don't like, even though I love their colors. And for most of these jerseys, I tried to really give you a specific one, like a year or which version of it or something. For this, there's just so many. They've had so many versions, even recently. 
I couldn't really pick just one, but I'm going with the Philadelphia Flyers. And they have had some really cool jerseys lately. I love when they do the really bright orange and then the name on the back, they have white. It's like a white oh, patch yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. have the name. I love that. They've had some specialty black ones recently that are great. They've had other specialty ones that are great. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of just their regular jerseys, but whenever they bust out a newer jersey the last 10 or 20 years or a specialty jersey, they hit a home run every time. They're just fantastic, whoever's designing their stuff. And it hopes that I'm super, it helps that I'm super biased towards those colors. But uh, yeah, number 12, Philadelphia Flyers, many incarnations of their jerseys. Where I'm going next is uh, my category that I've titled Other Favorites. And uh, I'm going with The U. Really? Yeah, I I love these jerseys. Really? Yeah, I really did. I'm surprised. That's the first thing you've said that's actually surprised me. I really like these jerseys. They're a bunch of criminals. Half of them them have done time, and some are probably still doing time, but the University of Miami Hurricanes under Howard Schnellenberger and then Jimmy Johnson in the 1980s, they had an orange and green combination that I thought was fabulous. And um, regardless of what I think of their play and regardless of what I think of what they represented in regard to this forum, I loved those jerseys. I really did. I don't know why. They were simple. The Miami Hurricanes. The Miami Hurricanes. You know, I guess what it is, I, I don't even know if I mind the colors or the jerseys or anything. I just hate the logo. I hate it. Well, but the, the, there is no there is no sight of the logo on their jersey. I mean, it's, That's just, true. it's just a... It's just a, a very basic orange with some white and green stripes on the side. And um, I just found it, I just found it, uh, so obviously, because uh, as I mentioned to you off air, I started to make a lot of progress with this list once I started not visiting anybody else's list mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was important to me, uh, important enough to me to have those jerseys on this list. Um, I, I just, uh, again, I, I'm not a Jimmy Johnson fan. I don't know coach Schnellenberger. I don't, I don't know much about him. Um, but, and, and, you know, they had some real leadheads on this team, but they also had some unbelievable football players. And, uh, but for some reason for all these years, now 35 plus years from the time at when Miami was really at the top of the football football world in the college game, those jerseys just have resonated with me and i i'm they made my list i you know what i guess yeah i don't really have a problem with the jerseys i just don't like <laughs> the i just don't like that stupid logo and it turns me off so much i just start and i move on to the next thing when i when i see that you yeah Ugh. anyway okay so now we're at number 11 so you had mentioned you like the san francisco giants home jerseys yeah have you thought about who i'm talking about here a team that went from the state of new york to the state of california uh this is their early 70s home jerseys Buffalo Braves. Yes, sir. The Buffalo Braves from 71 to 73. Now they, the Los Angeles Clippers. Exactly. and so, But they will still wear these as alternates. I, That's I right. saw Kawhi yeah. wore it last year. And they're white. And they have two diagonal lines. They have an orange and a black diagonal line. And I think they look really sharp. And I really like that. That's a good one. I, I like that one. Uh, Bob McAdoo and Randy Smith. Those were the two players of prominence back on those uh, old, old Buffalo Braves teams before they moved to San Diego. And then on to Los Angeles in 1982. Okay, we've got uh, back to the NFL for me. And um, I think this one's a no-brainer. This is uh, one of my favorite NFL jerseys. A combination of the L.A. slash San Diego slash L.A. Chargers. They're baby blue alternate jerseys. They've been worn both in San Diego and Los Angeles. 
And um, again, I might have a bit of, I'm starting to worry that I might have a fetish about baby blue, but uh, regardless of that, uh, I like these jerseys. And the thing that I think it made the top of my NFL list was simply this. Um, Who's ever running the San Diego slash Los Angeles slash Tijuana City Chargers, I think they do the right thing. I know Alex Spanos is not revered as an owner around the league, but you know, they did a little bit of an up, a little bit of a, I don't know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A remodel, if you will, this year of their baby blue jerseys. But the San Diego Chargers, excuse me, I, the Los Angeles Chargers, they consulted their players. And I liked that. That's good. And that's really good to do because these are the guys that are wearing the damn jerseys. So for that reason, plus I like the jersey, the San Diego slash LA slash Tijuana City Chargers, baby blue alternate jerseys uh, are one of my real top uh, top selections on the NFL, NFL side. I feel like the LA Rams also consulted the LA Chargers players because the Rams <laughs> logo yeah. looks like the Chargers logo. That's the truth. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, we're at the elite ones now. This is the mm-hmm. top 10. Yep. So this is, I guess, allegedly what we would have had if we somehow could have filtered out the noise, but this would have been tough. So at number 10, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. I don't go with much blue. Right. I had to look up what color they call this. They actually call this panther blue. Yeah. But whatever that sort of teal cyan thing is that they have looks great with the white, looks great with the black. I've always liked that. If I have to pick a blue, it's that one. Carolina Panthers jerseys. I thought I thought strongly about putting them up higher. When we talked on the spur of the moment last week uh, while we were recording, yeah. and I said I had two that came to mind, it was the Panthers plus the 1996 hockey team that we'll get to at number two. I'm actually surprised I didn't put them higher, but uh, I got the, I needed them in the top 10, so they're at number 10. But yeah, Carolina Panthers look good. Okay, um, we're going to finish off my quadrant, if you will, in regard to Major League Baseball. Um, as I said to Chris before we went to air today, Major League Baseball was the toughest for me simply because a lot of baseball teams have white home jerseys, gray uh, road jerseys. Mm-hmm. And there's no more, there's no yeah, color. Yeah. And one of the things that, except for the Dodgers and the Giants, I I I wanted color in my choices. And so with this team, I got color, and I also wanted to pay tribute to this organization. I believe in my heart of hearts that the Montreal Expos away blue jerseys, with the team logo on the front, during the Dawson, Cromarty. Grissom, Walker years in the late 70s into the 80s. I thought those were some of the best jerseys, period. I loved those jerseys. And you know about my feeling about how the Expos got screwed with the 1994 World Series. They they wouldn't have worn these particular jerseys if they had gone on and won the World Series like I thought they would. This was back in the 70s when I was first introduced to the Montreal Expos when they played the Cubs on WGN Channel 9 out of Chicago. And they had these really cool jerseys that were again kind of a uh, kind of a powder baby blue, but they had expos on the right hand side or left. It doesn't matter. And then they had the number, and they had the back on, on the name on the back. I just thought they were very classy. And um, I know Chris doesn't really get too much into the red and the white and the and that kind of stuff, but I had to pay tribute to the expos some way because not only did they get screwed in 1994, I think they've had pretty they had pretty nice jerseys throughout their time in the uh, province of Quebec so Martina and I just watched the part of the last dance where Michael Jordan goes and plays baseball and then comes back and in addition to all the other things we always talk about with the stupid baseball strike that they've never recovered from and and screwed the expos and all this other stuff 
it also may have cost them Michael Jordan too, because he walked off and then he never really went back. He started playing, right? Like he, he walked off the field. Oh yeah, that's because right. They yeah, wanted yeah, him yeah. to cross the line. They wanted him to cross the picket line. He wouldn't yeah. do it. He's like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to the players. So then, and then he goes and then BJ Armstrong calls him and they go for lunch and then, oh, I guess I'll go shoot. And then the news went wild. Like, oh, he's, he's practicing at the Bulls facility. And, and then from then it's like, yeah, I guess I'm just coming back. And like, Everyone says, even though he wasn't good enough, he was such a hard worker, everyone was shocked that he got as good as he did as fast as he did. Mm-hmm. He only started at double A because the single A facilities wouldn't support the media that was following him around. Right. Otherwise, he would have started at single A. Well, and that's why I said, you know, I think it was preposterous when we meant, talked last week that I thought it was preposterous that Tito Francona thought that Jordan would, would if he had stayed in baseball, would have made the major leagues. And my, my point to that was he would have had to dedicate himself and get fully immersed in baseball to my belief for at least three or four more years to make that jump. But I think he would have at least tried that where oh, he, for sure. where with the baseball strike, he couldn't. And so like Francona and some others there said that they, you know, he obviously his work ethic was second to, second nine, to none. Right. And so, and he had, he had literally changed his body and changed all of his training to be a baseball body. Like he said, and, uh, you know, just the fact that he, you know, it's easy to say, oh, he only hit 211 at double A ball. But I mean, that was with not very much, you know, training or practice. And he hadn't played in 14 years. He was 31 and he hadn't played since he was 17. All of a sudden he's batting 211 at double A. That's not the worst thing in the world. And Francona said, because he's on the documentary too, he said that Michael Jordan uh, batted in 50 runs and that he said, well, we had a lot of great prospects that didn't have 50 RBIs, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know... He says he believes he would have got there. But, I mean, he was talking in a few years. If he kept working at right. it, he thinks he would have made the major leagues. And just another thing that baseball did wrong, and that strike, they just and the replacement players thing, like, they could not have done a worse job. Everything the league did with the strike was wrong. In Everything. The, in the uh, uh, Last Dance docuseries, did they mention that Jordan had an offer from the Oakland A's to play baseball at the major league level with the Oakland A's? No, uh, no, they didn't. They didn't? Okay. No. All right, next one on your list, sir. Okay, so at number nine, and I apologize for this, but I had to do a tie here. I actually had to do a four-way tie because I had to take all my green and white jerseys and mix them in together. I just, I couldn't really separate them. I had to go with my Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I had to go with the New York Jets, who traditionally use something called a Kelly green, which is a really great color for jerseys. Now I actually like their kind of darker green they've been going with, and sometimes they even accent it. Not that we're giving extra credit for this, but the holographic helmets I do like. I just have to mention that. But uh, I love their current jerseys. Uh, The Dallas Stars had always had jerseys I never liked, and then they updated to a Kelly green recently a few years ago and the new logo and that looks way better and then of course you have to go with the whale the hartford whalers absolutely classic the name the franchise the logo i love how they'd have the full logo on the white jerseys and then they'd have the green jerseys that would just make it just white and just everything about the whale everybody loves the whale everybody everybody loves the whale and i know they're technically around as the carolina hurricanes but i'm really disappointed they didn't keep the color scheme and they felt the need to go to red white and black uh, I love how they did, though, bring back the, you know, their alternate jerseys this year were just old green, no. um, well, updated, a beautiful Kelly green, I'm assuming it was, uh, Hartford Whalers jerseys, and those are just fantastic. National Hockey League, as uh, Chris and I have both gotten into our top 10, if you will, um, National Hockey League, for me, back in the days of Marcel Dion and Dave Taylor, I loved the Los Angeles Kings purple and gold jerseys that were done 
to copy the Lakers jerseys. What? I did love them. No way. Yep. No, did. you did not. I did. You're lying. Nope. Lakers and Kings, ironically, were both owned by the same guy at the t- at, s- at the time, Canadian Jack Kent Cook, who also owned the Washington Redskins. But I did. I did like, love, the Los Angeles Kings, their kick at the can, their attempt to become the Los Angeles Lakers on a, on a sheet of ice. But I did, because it was different. It was totally different. It hasn't been replicated to this day. And, um, you know, a little silly maybe, but somebody was thinking outside the box. And if you weren't talking about the LA Kings performance on the ice at the time, because they weren't that good. Um, I mean, they had a terrific first line with Dion and, and Taylor and uh, who would have been the third guy. I uh, can't remember right off the top of my head. Somebody will tell me out there in unscripted land. But if you weren't talking about their on-ice product, you sure as hell were talking about their jerseys. And that kept them in the news. And that's why, to me, the LA Kings purple and gold jerseys make my list. It's my list, so I can do what I want. I think purple and gold is fine. I think the thing was, for some reason, just the exact shades they used kind of were just a little off for me personally. Sure. But sure. But I, I wish they would have been better. I feel like but you I'm, could do it I'm really nice. I'm living in the Southland at this time. And um, again, um, their on-ice product was not very good. Um, yes, Marcel Dion put up some unbelievable numbers but he was like him and davy taylor and this third guy who i can't think of of their of their uh, first line were the only three players that they really had and you're in a you're in an organization or you're in a, a not an organization but you're in a a sporting city right now where the lakers were winning five championships in the 80s and it very easily could have been eight and uh the rams are doing well at this time and and so you're fighting an uphill battle especially in an, you know, hockey in Southern California in the eighties, you know, this was before Wayne Gretzky. So, um, they, I think part of the reason to introduce uniforms like, like this was just to make them talked about something to discuss in regard to the Los Angeles Kings hockey team at this time. Yeah, no, that was, it was a smart idea on paper for sure. No question. Okay, at number eight, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but not their just regular ones you see, although their white ones do look pretty good usually. I especially like uh, their, they have two alternate jerseys that they use. One is, they're, it's basically their black jersey, but instead of the numbers being white, they're yellow. Right. And to me, they look way better. And it is enhanced, and I didn't give extra credit for this, but it is enhanced by the fact that at the end, usually use the yellow helmets instead of the black helmets. That's right. Yeah. Right? And so just that whole thing look. But even if you just look at the jersey. You like the Bumblebee one, though, too? No, I don't. Oh, thank God. No, no, there's thank two God. other. Oh, I was going to say that, actually. I forgot when. Oh, thank God. When I brought that up, I was going to say there's two alternates I like, and yeah. neither one is the Bumblebee. Okay, good. <laughs> so, thank yeah. God. The black jersey with the, with the yellow number, and no white around it or anything, just a yellow number on the black looks way better to me than the regular black jerseys that they usually use and the other one is like a gunmetal gray and you will see this again there are some real trends to what i like in jerseys i love black and white i love yellow and orange i love gold and silver and i love gunmetal gray that those are the things i those are the things i like in a jersey so you have all you have any or all of that stuff you're gonna win me over and i just i love that and so they pittsburgh steelers don't wear them often but they do have like a gunmetal gray jersey with the yellow accents and i love that too beautiful sounds good um my last entry for the nba number one i like 
I liked the Phoenix Suns road jerseys in purple and orange trim back in the 70s with Phoenix across the front. Mm. Um, Walter Davis, Elvin Adams, Ricky Sobers, uh, coached by John McLeod at this time, always uh, a good team, um, lost in a classic NBA Finals in 1976 with the Boston Celtics. But really, the jerseys uh, were significant and iconic for me. And you think about it, I'm thinking about a jersey back in the 70s. It must have done something if I'm still thinking about it almost 50 years later. You said it was purple and gold? No, purple and orange. Oh, it was purple and orange. They okay, I thought, so I purple, thought it was gold. Purple basis or, or background, mm-hmm. and then the Phoenix was in orange in a really cool kind of crypt or whatever you want to say or script, script or whatever. Yeah. And then they had orange around the armpits and, and down this. It was a really oh, iconic okay. jersey and uh, one that obviously... Uh, I liked. Okay, at number seven, would I surprise you if I put the local hockey team on here? You'd, yeah, yeah. Well, I am, and I'm putting the Calgary Hitmen, of course, because <laughs> fuck the Flames. Flames suck, and they have ugly jerseys. They can go fuck themselves. We're going with the Calgary Hitmen and two spe- nice. two specific jerseys of theirs. Nice. Uh, number one, their original jerseys made to look like Bret Hart, the black mm-hmm. and the pink with the gray. Love that. I don't know why they had to add all the orange and red or whatever they've got now. Uh, And the other one was just a few months ago on November 2nd, 2019, they had a one-time only jersey that they wore. And and they had Bret Hart there and Bret Hart modeled it and everything. And it was just black and pink, like black and bright pink. And it had a logo with the logo uh, wearing uh, Bret Hart's classic pink sunglasses. And it just looked so cool. And they had kind of this pink sort of explosion on the bottom kind of and it just looked great and so yeah uh not much pink on the list but it's Bret Hart he came up with the black and pink originally for anyone who doesn't know when he was a bad guy he wanted to wear pink because he thought it would piss people off right he's a bad guy you know he's easy especially back in the 70s and 80s easy to easy easy to get fans to yell at you if you're wearing pink the heart the heart foundation if i'm remembering correctly used to have pink yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They would wear black and because they, they were originally bad guys. Well, I know, but what they, did they call those? Singlets. Singlets. Okay. A singlet singlets. is the is the like the leotard you wear right. with the two straps. Singlet. Okay. That's a, yeah, in wrestling, yeah. that's a singlet. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Absolutely. So yeah, so those two Calgary Hitman jerseys come in at number seven on my list. Okay, number six and number one on my other favorites category. Number six overall. I really enjoyed not only this team and because they won each of their games by an average of probably over 50 points. But the USA's 1992 Dream Team Olympic jerseys were cool. I really liked them. And maybe it's because of the, you know, 11 Hall of Famers that, uh, I don't don't know, are all 11. Now, there are 12, 12 members on this team. And, of course, we know the 12th member, the only college guy, was that prick, uh, Christian Leitner from Duke. <laughs> but the other 11 guys, the other guys who at that time were NBA players, I believe off the top of my head, all 11 are in the Hall of Fame. But I could be wrong. But this is a team that had Magic and Bird and you know them all. They show that on the last dance as well, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, they had to. Jordan, obviously. But I really thought those USA 1992 Dream Team Olympic jerseys were really cool. And that's all I... That's in my notes here, that's all I have probably because of the collection of players wearing them. But again, that was an iconic jersey that 
for an iconic team, and that's why it made number six on my list. Have you ever watched the documentary, I Hate Christian Leitner? About three times, and I enjoy it every time. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. No, he's an asshole. It's <laughs> a shot. I do like, I love the story about how his coach said he never even watched the shot go in. He saw Leitner take the shot, and he just turned around and celebrated. He, did. Yeah. he had no doubt it was going in. He just... What I've, what I know we don't want to get off topic, but I, I'm going to in this case real, real quickly. How did this guy's game, though, not transfer or transcend or whatever the word I'm looking for? How come he was so dominant? And there are a lot of people that do these stupid lists that believe he's one of the top five college basketball players of all time. Four Final Fours in four years. Didn't win them all, thank God, but four Final Fours in, fi- in four years. But yet he did less than Jack Squat in the NBA after having been the third overall pick by the Minnesota Timberwolves in 19, it would be what, 92 or three. Um, I'm just, it's still incredulous to me that this yuppie piece of crap can do what he did at Duke for Coach K, but then he gets in the NBA and he just, nothing. If you had the answer to that formula, like you would be a billionaire. You could, you teams would pay you so much to tell them why this guy will translate to the NBA or to the big leagues or why they won't or, or like find undrafted free agents on the other side of the coin. What I always, what I always wondered about Leitner was he had the size. He was six eleven. He could hit the three from outside. He liked surprisingly for a look, a frail looking white guy. He liked to bang with the boys underneath. So I just, to this day, and not that I, not that I'd lose any sleep over it because I think he's a prick, but I have always kind of wondered when I see that 30 for 30 thing, why this guy's game didn't, you know, why he didn't at least be an all-star. I'm not talking about a hall of famer, but I'm talking about why this guy couldn't at least had some all-star years in his 10 years in the NBA as a hanger on, he only made one all-star team. And that was when he was a a player with the Atlanta Hawks. But, uh, you know, for a guy that was as good as he was at the college level, major college level, Duke for Christ's sake, why he couldn't have a, a great NBA career is always a question that I would have for any Duke fan. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to number six. At number six, I am going to go with the Golden State Warriors, but specifically their jerseys that say the town. Yes. Right? It's a Be- good one. Yeah. So it they- almost made my list. Really? Awesome. Yeah. So I do like the white ones that have the yellow trim. But I also do like, of course, the kind of gunmetal gray with the yellow. Again, yep. you're going to see a trend here, especially as we get to the top of the list. And uh, they just, they really are cool. They're really modern and they just look really good. And I'm a big fan of them. I almost, I got to tell you, I almost put that one and I almost put the one they introduced this year because they moved into the new uh, Chase Center in, in San Francisco, uh, right in literally in the bay. And it has just, I thought it was kind of cool. It had San Francisco across the front. Yes. But it was so, I just, I couldn't pull the trigger. But I thought about it, let me tell you. Um, We are now down to my top five. So that means we're both now, finally, at the top five, our all-time favorite jerseys. No no connection to uh, an NFL category or whatever. These are my five, top five, all-time favorite jerseys. Just anything anything okay i like it so now we're both down to our top five down starting to the top at number five, five. Okay. number five i love 
and still do to this day. The Oakland A's combination of gold, green, and white jerseys during their run of three straight World Series championships in 72, 73, and 74. I loved those jerseys. I still like the the uh, A's jerseys today, but they they aren't as iconoclastic as these were in this unbelievable dynasty run in the early 70s. They had a yellow jersey. They had a, a white jersey that they, they wore with an A's on the side. Very simple, but the colors were cool. And what was different about these, this was the first team in professional sports in baseball to wear the white cleats. Mm. And so not only were they good, but they had an attitude about them um, unlike the New York Yankees with the no, sh- you know, with the clean shaven face, these guys could let their hair grow to their ass if they wanted to, but they had an unbelievable team of guys with a with an owner that was that kind of was more like Charles Comiskey, you know, a cheap penny uh, penny pinching bastard by the name of Charles O'Finley. But as long as they could keep this team together, and they weren't able to, as soon as they got their third championship in 1974. In 74, they lost like Joe Rudy, Sal Bando, Catfish Hunter, Vita Blue, Reggie Jackson. I mean, they lost all these guys. Couldn't afford them anymore in small market Oakland. But for that three-year run, that was an unbelievable team. And those jerseys, to me, were as spectacular as the players playing the game on the field. Nice. Okay. Uh, at number five, I'm also going to bring up Oakland. Uh, we've got a tie here between the Oakland Raiders color rush jerseys and the New Orleans Saints color rush jerseys. Okay. Both beautiful. If I had to pick one, I suppose I'd go with the Raiders, but I just love the pure white and then with the Oakland Raiders, just those silver numbers yeah. and then with the Saints, the gold numbers. I do wish that the Saints were slightly lighter or brighter gold. It's On like, the numbers. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a pretty dark gold. It still looks great, but I wish it was a little bit lighter or brighter or sparkly or something, and it just a little more like gold, and it's just a little too dark. But uh, but they both look fantastic. Those Raiders ones, I hope they bust them out in Vegas. Like, they're just... They, they, the white, it's the purest white you can get, and then the silver, and it just, man, it. You wouldn't think necessarily that silver on white would look that good, but man, it just works. Yeah, I would like, you know, they have the five primetime games this year from Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, and I'd like them to pop those out for one of those five games. I hope they do. I think. I they, think that I would think be cool. Will. I think that would be cool. Um, number four on my list, my top five all-time favorites. I've gone through the first 20, but now I'm down to my top five. I've given you number five. Number four on my list, the UCLA men's basketball jerseys with the baby blue color. We see a theme here with the baby blue color and the iconic UCLA emblazoned on the front. I grew up watching this team win 10 or this university. Now they, they weren't together all 11 years because you only had four years of college at that time. Let me correct myself. At that time, they only had three years of college eligibility. You didn't get to play your freshman year. So you only had three years of college eligibility. But UCLA men's basketball jerseys with the baby blue color and the iconic UCLA emblazoned on the front. I grew up watching this this school win 10 championships in 11 seasons. Pretty, pretty amazing. And the jerseys look good too. Okay. At number four... I am going to do the alternate, the current alternate jersey of your number five. I'm going with the Oakland A's current Kelly with, Green. I like that. Yeah, we heard that before. Yep. Kelly Green with the letters, the white letters and the yellow trim. Man, do those look good! I thought about putting those at number one. Like those are, 
you know, Oakland A's are, are fine. Uh, they've always looked better than the Packers when it comes to green and yellow mixed Agreed. together. Yeah. Right. And but this is another level like this. If you guys haven't seen whoever's listening to this, if you haven't seen the Oakland A's current alternate jerseys, their third jerseys with the Kelly green and the white uh, letters with the yellow trim. They're unbelievable. Like they are just, they are just spectacularly. Who's ever designing uniforms out in Oakland has done a hell of a job for the no last kidding. fifty years. Yeah, no kidding. They like have just really done a good job. Amazing. Like I actually would consider buying one of those jerseys, and I'm just not really caring about baseball that much. Although if I do have to cheer for baseball teams, I do like to cheer for the small market teams because the odds are just so stacked against oh, them. It's for just, sure. But yet last year we saw the Rays and the A's. And the Brewers. playoffs, right? It's, it's crazy. So good for them. I, I'll never begrudge the Oakland A's success unless they turn into the Astros or something, <laughs> right? But the Oakland A's current alternate Kelly Green uniforms are absolutely beautiful. Number three on my list of my top five all-time favorite jerseys, I'm going to the National Hockey League for this. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to me, and it really isn't uh, when you think about who owns this team, but two Stanley Cup championships in 78 years. <laughs> it's ridiculous. James Dolan, I'm talking to you, you big schmuck. But I still really like the New York Rangers, iconic blue jerseys with the Rangers on front. Um, there hasn't been much change of this jerseys of this jersey and style. The, the laces. Right, on top. yeah. I just love the New York Rangers, iconic blue jerseys. And... Um, it's too bad the owner doesn't uh, <laughs> isn't as isn't as prolific as the jerseys are, but uh, I do truly love the New York Rangers iconic blue jerseys with the Rangers on the front. Okay, so yeah, we're at number three now. So we're at the top three. This is the best of the best. This is the cream of the crop here. At number three, I just want to say real quick. You know, I had the Texas Longhorns a while ago with the burnt orange, and that was right at twenty five. And at number three, I really wanted to put the creamsicles, uh, but I didn't. But because when I really look at the creamsicles, there's there's too much red and the logo is kind of weird. And I really like a lot of it. But if they did ever bring that back, I'd want them to look like this team. This mm-hmm. is what the creamsicles should look like. And even though this team kind of sucks and they have a weird school, at least they produced my favorite NFL player of all time, Peyton Manning. And we're going with the Tennessee Volunteers. And all three of their current jerseys are spectacular. They're, they have the perfect shade of bright orange. It's just they're white with orange or they're orange with white are both amazing. And here's the theme again. Their alternate jersey, gunmetal gray with orange. <laughs> and it just all three of them are amazing. And they look just beautiful. People often argue like what orange looks like. And people argue with me. They'll, they'll show me something and it'll be like pink or yellow or red. And, and they'll say it's orange. I'm like, that's not orange. What are you doing? I'm an expert on orange. Right. Those are orange, and that's what I love. That's what I want my jerseys to look like. The Tennessee Volunteers. If I was in charge of the uniforms of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I would say we're bringing back the creamsicles, but they're going to look like this, and they would just be bright white and bright orange, and they would look spectacular. Number two on my list, um, I'm playing the Homer card here, um, but the Los Angeles Lakers road purple jerseys are phenomenal. If you're a purple nut like I am, regardless if you're looking at the 70s or 60s or 80s or 90s or today's version, whatever it is, the LA Lakers road purple jerseys to me are phenomenal. They ha- I have loved them my whole life. Obviously, I had a ringside seat in the 80s, but uh, um, 
I just think those LA Lakers road purple jerseys are phenomenal, iconic, and any other nice adjective that you want to attach to it. I just think there's something classy about the LA Lakers road purples. Okay. All right. And here it is. My number two, the team that I love their jersey in 96. They kind of went back to their old classics since then. But any idea who I'm talking about? NHL 1996. We're going with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I love how they made that modern penguin logo instead of the little penguin with the hockey stick. Right. I love that logo. I love the lines on it. I love the bright yellow and the bright white. And both, it's so hard for me to choose which one I like better because really I love their, oh, what were away jerseys at the time, their black jerseys because they had not just the modern penguin logo, but they had that stripe around and it would kind of fade from gray to yellow Mm. kind of, and it was the coolest looking thing. And their home jersey doesn't have that, but yet the home jersey, that beautiful, brilliant white with the bright yellow is such an, and the black trim, of course, is so fantastic that it's almost as good or better than that. Like it's hard to choose. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, I don't like how they then went back to their old uniforms and then they kind of made it so like the yellow was really dim for a while. They have since brought back these kind of mostly yellow jerseys that are pretty cool looking, but the 1996 jerseys that they mostly kept uh, for the most part um, until about 2002 or so, I think, uh, those are just amazing. I wish they would have kept those. Those are just fantastic and really hard to beat. Okay, uh, drum roll please. We are at number one. Both Chris and my favorite jersey of all time. I will go first. My favorite jersey of all time, the Miami Dolphins home aqua jerseys that they wore only on Monday night games under Coach Don Shula. All Dolphin home games under Coach Shula, the team wore white. That was a a thing to get under your mind playing in the South Florida heat. But I loved those old Miami Dolphins home aqua jerseys. Um, They're not bad today, but they were really something to me back in the 70s and 80s when Shula was running the team. And uh, I, you know, I can think of the iconic players, Larry Zonka, Paul Warfield, Bob Greasy, Bob Stanfill, the list goes on. Mercury Morris, even though he did some time in jail, everybody has problems. But the the jersey themselves or itself was to me, um, was something totally different. You didn't see aqua back in the 70s. And especially in a Super Bowl. I remember the year that the Dolphins played the Minnesota Vikings in Super Bowl Eight in Houston. And the Dolphins won that one, thank God. But that was the first Super Bowl with somebody wearing an aqua jersey. And uh, it was just iconic, but it was different. And um, great players. The greatest coach of all times, regardless of what people in Boston think, Don Shula with 347 wins when it all was all said and done. But those jerseys to me were my favorite of all time. The 1970s Miami Dolphins home aqua jerseys. I will say that for a Miami team, I think white and aqua and orange is just the perfect color scheme. I think it really absolutely works and makes sense. Okay, so at number one, I've got a tie, but it's all variations of the same jersey. So it's a four-way tie, but they're all just the same jersey, just basically redone i am taking both jerseys from the 2014 pro bowl and both jerseys from the 2015 pro bowl which were all the same what they did in 2014 at the nfl's pro bowl in hawaii they made 
they basically took all my favorite things. Uh, it's like they had me tell them what to do for the design. And they did it so that there was... Uh, the white jerseys had orange and kind of like gray or silver with them. And then the other ones had the, the gunmetal gray with the yellow. And then the next year, they did the same jerseys, except they reversed it. So they made it so the white jerseys were with the yellow and the gunmetal gray were with the orange and then the silver letters and everything. Anything. And if anything... They looked so good the first year, but if anything, I think that the second year might have been even better. In 2015, I thought the yellow looked even better with the white, and the orange looked even better with the gunmetal gray. And to me, those are what I want jerseys to look like. I guess if I had to pick one, I would pick from 2015 the the dark gray gunmetal jerseys with the orange and the silver letters. Just fantastic. But yeah, and it's funny because I saw lists where... Oh, 2014 and 2015 Pro Bowl, so ugly. And then the next year, 2016, oh, they're so much better now. And they were just boring and plain. Those are my favorite jerseys ever. And if I started a franchise in any sport, that is what I would want the jerseys to look like. That was a lot of fun. And I'm surprised we got her done within an hour and 12 minutes. I figured we could kind of balance it, like give it a decent amount of analysis and not rush through it, but make it so it wasn't insanely long. Yeah, not bad. I think we did okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Having said that, we've got to run because we've got some other things to get to this week. We've got some news and notes from the NFL. We've got some news and notes from the NBA, the National Hockey League, even a little uh, Major League Baseball if, if we decide to go to that. And we also could talk about what some lists are talking about the greatest dynasties in the big four sports. But that's still yet to come on this week of shows of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. Having said all that, for the executive producer of our little program, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.